This is firefighter Raphael Poirier for Firehouse Subs. Introducing the new spicy Cajun chicken sub, Cajun seasoned grilled chicken breast, zesty cherry peppers, and house-made Cajun mayo. Just $5.55 for a medium. Remember, a portion of every sub you buy helps provide life-saving equipment for first responders. Firehouse Subs. Enjoy more subs. Save more lives. Limited time only, plus tax. Participating locations. Firehouse Subs would donate a minimum of $1 million in 2019 to the Firehouse Subs Public Safety Foundation by donating 0.11% of every purchase. From New York City, it's the Todd Berry Podcast. The Todd Berry Podcast. Hey everyone, it's 10 o'clock in the morning. It's 10.07 in the morning, earliest I've ever recorded this podcast. What are you, a radio DJ? That's uh, that's the reason right there why I'm, I've gotten up this early. Yeah. To accommodate a, new, a rare New York appearance of yes. Andy Kindler. Who's here? He wanted to do this at nine thirty in the morning. I did some negotiations. <laughs> I was able to. I was able to make it happen at ten a.m. Don't negotiations usually imply there's money involved? Yeah. Well, I don't. I don't think so. I think there's lots of negotiation. Are you taking vitamins right uh, now? I'm taking a, a, a fish oil. Fish oil. Mm-hmm. Are you supposed to take that right when you start doing a podcast? Yes. <laughs> Is that what your doctor said? Why am I laughing like I have a? Whenever your doctor problem. said, whenever you're near a microphone. Um, open your bag up. That's not funny. My doctor died earlier today. Did he really? Yeah. Is that true? No. Oh. <laughs> that would be awful if that was true. How would you know that? Died. I had hmm? a doctor die once. He, well, that's sad. This is long ago. Long I don't want to talk about death kid. because you actually have had um, tragedy in life and I've been uh, tragedy free. Have you really? My parents are still alive. Really? 84 and 86. I'm sorry, do you do an intro thing? No, no, no. I just just want to call you. It's just whatever happens. 1007, I do my DJ. People still love it. 60, 70 degrees in New York State. It's going to get a little hot out there later on, so put away the umbrellas, but keep out the sunscreen. It might actually be 67. It's 70, the guy, the the cab driver's hat. The cab driver? Big fan. He's a big fan of yours? No, just me. How often do you get recognized? I get, well, the thing is, I, it, it comes, I don't know about you, but it comes in streaks. Like sometimes it'll be two, three, four people a day will recognize me and then nothing for weeks. <laughs> yeah. So it's like that. And, but the thing is what I got going for me now is the kids, the kids love me because I was on the Wizards of Waverly Place. Well, I don't even know what that is. It's uh, it was a Selena Gomez's uh, show on Disney. Seriously? Yeah. And you know, there's a, sh- there's a channel called Disney. Why would they make this up? No, I mean, I don't know why I said, I said, I meant seriously, not that I can't believe there was that Selena Gomez show. That, that I, I would be cast? I just didn't know you were doing the show. What happened was... You don't tweet about it. <laughs> what happened? I'm listening. Well, uh, well um, I think the, this happened so much uh, in my life. The part was written for Richard Lewis, mm-hmm. and then something happened, and he couldn't, and then he, wasn't, he couldn't do it, and then, uh, or maybe then I stepped right in, and I played a uh, wizard. Really? Um, How many episodes you do? I think I was on three or four episodes. I was on the and the very exciting thing. Well, I think it was exciting. I was on the final episode. People think I'm a sellout for being on a kids show. I think it's great. Why is that? Because people think I'm Mister. Oh, people. I'm gonna do your voice patterns. Okay. Oh, people think I'm. I'm like because I am so critical of, of of things that are on TV. They think that I think that anything that anybody does is a, is a sellout. But I'm like all for making a living, and I don't have any problem with a kids show. Oh, so you're a hypocrite. Yes. That's what it's more like. <laughs> That's what I would say. So was this a big part on The Wizard Show? Uh, well, no. I mean, it was a big part each time I was on the show. 
Uh, and uh, I, as I always do, I did a, did a method like, so I studied, you know, studied being a wizard. But so now that you're on a kid's show. No, it's over though. It's over? But you yeah, can, because she's too old to be You can do show. the whole, I only autograph, I only do autographs and pictures for kids thing. Uh, yeah, I have found that I, at, at the level that I am in, in this in this crazy business, I don't worry about, oh, I don't want my picture taken anymore. Because it happens so infrequently. Yeah. Why would I ever say, oh, I'm sorry, I can't. It's I such a burden. I if know. I was that Galvanakis who has, a, uh, who has to wear a disguise, he's already in disguise because he's got the beard. Does he wear a disguise? Well, he doesn't have to, but he can't walk. The guy can't walk two feet no. without people going, hangover guy. So those people... Deserve and uh, I know Louis doesn't like to take photos. That's understandable. They're they're mobbed all the time. I am not mobbed, so yeah. I am encouraging people. If you want me to take a photo with you, and for a dollar, I'll, I'll put myself on a green screen. Well, afterwards, well, no one knows what a green screen is. Only a handful of nerds know what a green screen is. I, it also it was the wrong reference. That's what bothers <laughs> me. It wasn't even I'll a put proper. Put myself on a green screen. Yeah. I don't yeah. Think... What did that even mean? Yeah, I mean, I'm deeply entrenched in show business. I didn't quite get that. I meant like what I meant to say was I'll pose with these people in a know, photo. Of course, I always think not that you know it's the same with me. It happens once in a while. There's I think only twice have I uh, said no to someone. Once was in an airport where I just felt self conscious. I had a moment of like this. This seems weird. Yeah. And also, this is weird to even talk about. Why? But when also at my level and probably your level. If you do it and people see, like, why is this guy so... Then you have to answer people's questions, like, why did that guy ask you for a <laughs> And then you have to go, I'm a, I'm, a, I'm a cult artist. No, I'm not. I'm a huge star. But, uh... Yeah. I what field be- are you in? What's your field? <laughs> <laughs> that you're a huge star. Like, you're an art star? I'm a television star. Yeah, but let me tell you something, though. Uh, I'm the other way. My, like, my wife, Susan, who you know, yeah. uh, she'll, she gets mad at me because... Not mad at me, really, but she's like, it's embarrassing that I... Like if I if someone recognizes me, I, I, this is from my act, but it's really true. Yeah. That I will. They oh, invariably they excuse themselves after recognizing me. They go, oh, I have a plane to catch. Oh, really? and I'm more, and I'm still going on. What was you know? What was your favorite ep- episode? What, what have you enjoyed me in? Wow. So See, I'm, I, I think they some of them come up to you and they can't. They sort of like all right. I'm gonna go talk to them. Yeah. They're not prepared. They're so prepared for you to fucking snap at them. Right. Like I do? No, I don't. But, so then if you go, hey, how's it going? What about it? Then they go, oh, I, was, I wasn't prepared for this. And then yeah. they scamper off. Either that or you're just long-winded. And Right, I'm long-winded. Are you really? Yeah. No, no, I have a problem in general with uh, uh, human interaction because I'm very, uh, of, of, uh, like, I'm very conscious. I want to be liked. Yeah. Which is uh, odd that I would then in my act be tweeting at uh, 1 a.m. in the morning, uh, uh, j- just watch Jimmy Fallon's pro and con bit. Where do they get these? You know, so you'd think a guy like me would be overly nice on Twitter. But no, I'm confrontational, uh, in your face. And, but be- then, and then when I'm with you, then I, be, I, don't wanna, I don't want you to punch me and I want to be nice. Yeah. I think this. what's worth for that? Oh, bully. Now. <laughs> oh, you mean I'm a cyber bully? Cyber bully. Right, right. No, I'm a troll. I think I'm self more of a troll. Do you, uh, do you people write back to you? And you get into it though. I've I've clicked on a few of your threads. I am getting you'll better res- at. It. You'll getting... respond to everyone, right? I'll respond to everyone. Even every... to negative people. Uh, I have two problems that I think is 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 endemic on Twitter. And people, like I said, like last week, I said if you have, if you have thousands of followers and you only follow three people, if that's your way of saying I'm a jerk. So people came back and be like, what about the Pope? 
You know, what about, you know, Jim, you know, what about, you know, like I said, Jim Carrey just follows his daughter, you know? Well, but this was Jim Carrey's not on Twitter replying to people, you know? He's just basically, this is what I'm doing. But I have a problem where, like, uh, I'm interacting too much in the sense that it's all about me. It's like that thing where you tweet and then you go to the interactions area and you look. That's ridiculous. I love to hear what other people have to say sometimes. Don't you think I need to open up to that? So what I am getting better at is not uh, being confrontational. Because One thing is I don't want to get punched in the face. And I don't want to get shot. And I don't want to stir up a crazy person. So uh, I try to... I try to let things go. And, and But a lot of times you just read things the wrong way all the time. I think you can read things the wrong way. And also sometimes people are just mean. But you have to... They are mean. You have to step away from the computer. Or... I sometimes will write to someone and go, should I respond to this? And then by you do that, then you get it out of your system. Then you cool down, and by then you've gotten 700 other shitty, mean tweets. Well, the thing that one thing I think is good if when I'm in this mode is, uh, is if I can respond to anything with a joke or lightheartedly, then it's kind of cool because then you don't get into it emotionally. But then every once in a while, someone will say something that just like just gets to you, you know? You got any examples or we don't want to go? Uh, no, no, no. We don't want to go there. Um, don't you, okay, for examples, don't you like anything? That one drives me crazy. Because I feel like, first of all, if you read the timeline, I say many positive things. Like, if you tweet something, I retweet it all the time. Like, I'm, I think I'm very supportive of my friends and people, you know, like that way. So, I, it's not, you know, but do you, they want me tweeting all day long? I like apples. Uh, you know what's really nice? Walks in the forest. That's not comedy to me. Comedy, my particular form of comedy normally there's very few observational things I do, although I will do that. But something gets the zinger in my in my comedy. It's either the Republicans or show business people or a TV show or something. Do they ever write back to you? I mean, I've seen you. You'll you'll actually you know you'll put the little at symbol to really. Uh, and that's another thing too that's crazy because sometimes I don't want to. Sometimes it's not about uh, me saying to the. To, to, sometimes I want to make an observation without calling the person out, and then sometimes like, like I can't stand Bill Maher. I, I despise. I, at this point, I despise him, and it's not. It's, it isn't personal in the sense that oh, I think he is probably a dick. You know, I mean, I mean, it's like I, I don't believe that in his personal life. He's. I mean, I've, I've met him and stuff. He's just. I don't think he's a good. I do not think he's a really that good of a guy. I've Maybe. never met him. You never met. I did. I did politically incorrect a couple of times. And I've, he's just a. He's a brusque guy. He's full of, and he's full of himself. And so I don't care about. It. I don't really at this. You don't point, like his show. I like his show a lot. See, I don't like his show because I feel like his show I used to love. Uh, I did. That's what. And this is the thing that is really the crux of a lot of the stuff that bothers me. I almost always go after people or things that I actually respect because I think it's. I mean, like Leno, when he was a great comic, is so far uh, away now. He's, I think he was a great comic in the 80s. So I, it's hard for me to even think about him as someone who I respected. But a lot of people that I make fun of, like Sandler I used to go after, because I loved him when he first started. So then I get, uh, I get like, aggravated. So people you, who've let you down is what it's... Yeah, or let themselves, or something. Not living up to their uh, whatever. But Mars thing is different, because I think he's... And this is nothing that alienates me from a lot of people in the world now. Is I'm very much against this. Uh, I'm very much against this idea that uh, the new atheism and they're just like you're an idiot if you don't if you're not an atheist. I just think it's like, and and thinking that everybody who believes in God believes in this concept of God as a white you know an old white man in the clouds. You know, it's like I do see a lot more people kind of going that uh, 
atheists. It's it's out there that atheists can be just as unbearable as. Uh, Especially these, it's like I think most people who are atheists, you don't hear that they're, yeah, they're atheists because they don't care. Yeah, you know, they're like, sort of a religious. Yeah, and that's well, well, that how would that be bad if they don't? It's like I'm not going to go to somebody. Oh, you must uh, please read about the Lord. But in Bill Maher's case, where he's bashing Muslims and goes out of his way, he says all religions bad, and then he bashes Muslims. More than everybody else. That's what bothers me about him. And also, I think his style of comedy is just to provoke, and I don't agree with that. I think you can't just say anything I say that's provocative is okay. So, what do you like about his show? I used to love it because there was a lot of conversation going on. Yeah, I like the conversation. I like seeing conservatives and liberals. I like seeing variety of opinions. And I think he's good at. I think he's good at the show. I mean, I don't. I, you don't get that wound up by politics. I don't think. Wound up? Yeah. I just call the cops. <laughs> I have to think of a new line every time there's a siren because there's always at least one siren. That's my. Have you used. That uh, must be my agent? That must be my. That's the comedy police. The comedy police is good. That's the podcast cops coming. My cocaine is in? <laughs> the. Uh, no, I just like his show and I, I, I find it entertaining and I, I like hearing people who I don't agree with and I like watching people who. I like watching people. Uh, what am I trying to say? No, I think what you're trying to say is exactly right, and I think you're right. But let's put let's agree on certain things. He is maybe the worst joke teller in the history of the world. If you're if you're a comedian, the things I'm saying now, Todd Barry does not agree with. So please let everybody know that he is in the opposite camp. But when you, after 40 years, do a joke about the president and say I kid the president every single time, at some point that means. And stand-up wise, you're a little bit hockey. And then he does this all the time too. He goes tonight on the show, uh, uh, somebody, somebody from the Lawrence Livermore Physics Laboratory. My old job. <laughs> he does that joke every day. He's a hack in that way. Do you? And he's overrated. Is he aware how you feel about him? He has to be. I don't know. So, you know, I used to make fun of him all the time, and I met him once, and he was nice to me. So I don't know. I think he's. I think I'm a flea on his. Mm -hmm. uh, thing I don't think he's aware of me. Maybe would you? Do I love Scott Carter, who's the producer of the show. Been, he used to do stand up. He used to stand up. I work with him on the Root of All Evil. I'm a huge fan, and I think they've got some excellent writers. I mean, I, I, there's a lot of people on the bottom of the show I like, but if they could just replace Bill Maher, <laughs> don't you think he's? Uh, we don't have to no. talk about him. No, no, but I do. You know, it's like it's not one way or the other. It's not like he's clearly like it's not like we're arguing about uh, Jimmy Fallon's sitcom Guys with Kids, you know? <laughs> we we was like, okay, that's maybe the worst show ever on television. Everyone agrees you're not going to go, "Oh no, I like to see men with the carrying their kids with a papoose." For the one, is that what that's called? <laughs> I didn't even know he had a, a sitcom. Yeah, it was uh, I do know the, what a papoose is. Though. I think well, it is. Well, was that that thing, that where, thing they... where the baby faces you? <laughs> And constantly hugs you. Yeah. So, you know, it was Anthony Anderson and two other guys, and they were like guys with I kids. I wasn't even aware of that. Joke. Yeah. So that we can agree on. But Bill Maher, it's trickier because he does have talent and all this other stuff, and people can disagree, and I'm right and you're wrong. Oh, you should what? have just said that. No. That doesn't kill enough time if you just go, I'm right and you're wrong. I'm right and you're wrong. We'll be back after these messages with more, I'm right and you're wrong. Todd, what do you think So about you just did Letterman. Did we even talk about that? No. Did Letterman's on? T when does this? When do you roll? When does this drop? This is probably going to drop. Uh, I don't know. Sometime in January. In June. <laughs> Not January. <laughs> I've got them stacked up. I got three thousand. Do you have a team that puts this together? I do have people that help me. Yeah. Are you with? Are you on iWolf? <laughs> so you did Letterman last night. Yes, but it's going to be shown tonight because he does two, two, uh, uh, two. 
episodes a day. And you did a stand-up set. I did a stand-up set. And I was so much fun. But as I was telling you before we started, my mind went blank. You were, you blanked, yeah. Yes. You, you mentioned that to me before we started rolling. I wasn't sure if you wanted to bring that I up. I don't mind well, doing you, it because you, it's, you, you, there's no, you're a tell-all guy. I'm a tell-all guy, and that, and that's you know, I'm not a tell-all guy in the sense that you will never hear me on stage talk about like my mother and father, or you know, except a joke about them. I'm not like one of these like uh, my. It's not a therapy session, right? Like my parents aren't alcoholics, but if they were, I wouldn't mention it, right? You know, so, so I'm very protective that way. You will never hear me talk about my, my wife except in joking ways. Is she an alcoholic? She is an alcoholic, <laughs> and she's got the. And your parents are. And alcoholic. she's really my sister. <laughs> Good night. It's <laughs> terrible. Damn. So you did it, and how long? How many? How many times have you done stand up on that? Well, trip? I think uh, and we all know how many times we've done it. So don't pretend you don't know. Well, it's hard in my case, Todd, because I've done so many field pieces. I'm a field correspondent. So how many times have you done stand up? Was the question I asked. Well, it's so hard. I, I, I think about eight. I think eight. Yeah. I think eight. How about you? Eight. Exactly. Exactly eight. Yeah. Wow. But mine were stronger sets, though, right? I mean, that's the difference. Um, there's nobody funnier than you. Let's let's get that out no, of the way. It's not about you are on my. You top. Never know from this podcast. I'm real serious on this podcast. You, there's nobody funnier than you. You are one of the funniest people, and I only say one of the funniest people because I don't want to say you're you're funnier than Marin or you're funnier than the people I love, but there's nobody funnier than you. So it's top of your game. It's a tie. The only time that you were hacky was years ago at the Boston Comedy Club <laughs> for one night. That's possible. Remember that. Are you serious? No. Okay. You weren't hacky, but you were able to deal with the crowds better where I was like just crying. Oh, you, so what you're saying is you bombed and I did well. Exactly right. So that, that's exactly that I, hate, I, I hated that club. He must be a hack. Was that club better in um, certain times? That club was either, <clears throat> excuse me, that was the best of times, worst of times. Like yeah. everything that could happen in a club, you could destroy there or you could walk out of there, you know. Where you need security to walk you out of there because there's so much hostility in the room. Well, you know, there's a lot of emotional things, that, problems that I have with New York because when I've talked about this a lot before too, that I was very like uh, envious of the like I was from New York, went out to California, then I come to back to New York, and I and I was there's it was like not I'm not home. So you know, like you would think from from New York, the clubs would be my home clubs, but I never, I never felt completely comfortable, and I was kind of envious of, of a lot of you guys. That I like, like for example, Atel. Everybody said Atel, Atel. So when I first saw Atel, my attitude was, "Oh, what's this guy gonna do?" You yeah. know, and I thought he was like, uh, but he was like, the, but now I think he's like the like yeah, he's, he's the, the greatest, he's one of the funniest, he, the greatest comic, hilarious. I mean, and I think underappreciated. Yeah, it's, that's weird to me because he, he's like, a, I think, like my hero comedy wise. I loved Insomniac, so to me, I feel like he's uh, the best. And then he's also very sweet. Yeah. And like, so I, I think I had built up that the. So I always thought the comics in New York were like clickish, mm-hmm. and that the LA comics weren't. And I think there may have been some truth to that, but he was. He's more like a like a loner guy. Yeah, I know, you don't know what goes on with him. Yeah, yeah, but I mean, I don't think it's anything mysterious. I mean, it's, you just don't know. Yeah, where he is. First time I went to LA, someone I, I wish I, I wish I could track down who this person is because it's probably someone I know. Someone introduced me as uh, oh, t- this is Toddy's comic from New York. Oh, so do you say fuck a lot in your act? It's like <laughs> really you can't just say hi to me and get to know me. That's terrible. Like that's who was that guy? That's yeah, all New York. I don't. I, oh. I wonder if it's someone I'm friends with. Yeah. Now. I mean, it's true what the person said that that's it was all you spot on. We always yeah. It's like fuck, man. And I got you something. You had a lot of jokes like I got you something right here. Wasn't that and your then bit? I, then I point to my crotch. Yeah, you grabbed your crotch. The uh, so, have you ever thought of like doing a residency here in New York or living in the not a residency, 
but like living in New York a while and doing the pounding the uh, pavement club circuit. Well, no, but let me just wrap up that one thing. Last night uh, when I did uh, Letterman, my mind did go black. But I oh did yeah, I want you to talk about that. Yeah, yeah. Uh, it happened once uh, on the MTV Half Hour Comedy Hour in 1990, whatever. Was the only other time it happened, but that was even worse because I was completely inexperienced, and I had no idea what I was doing. And I walked along the the the, the I was walking. And I couldn't remember anything. I, and my ex girlfriend at the time was sitting in the front row, and she gave me that look like, "Oh my God, it's all over." They used to give you a. Letterman used to let you do a lot of things they don't let you do anymore. Like they used to let you have a cue card. Right, but this is this would have been last night was the worst because. Was the worst in terms of my fear. I, maybe it was five or six seconds. I'm hoping I'll see it tonight. But uh, I remembered. I knew the name of the bit. <laughs> oh, you knew the name. I knew the name. Was I know? I said I know that I'm supposed to do a bit about Michelangelo, but I don't. <laughs> you actually said that out loud? No, no, no. It was in my mind. So I didn't address it. Normally I address like everything, but in that case I was just like, if this goes on two more seconds, I'll have to either go to the next bit or address it. TV spots are pretty terrifying. They can be. They can be. And I and this is the weird thing. I don't know how you feel about it. But it was like, it's like sometimes you feel like this is the greatest thing in the world. So easy. And then, but you're so aware of your talking every second. You know. It's, so it's really like a roller coaster. Yeah, I think the best times I've done it were are that when they've called me like the day of. I, I, a couple I, of times they call me like you, we need someone today, and then you put something together. I would think your act would be more perfect for TV than a lot of comics. Oh, it's acts. definitely perfect. Yeah. Well, no. Well, I think you're hard. I don't think you're strong in a club so much. <laughs> I'm trying to insult you, but I, I can't know, think yeah. of. I know. I don't think your act is like it's not the material, right? <laughs> it's it's not, not the delivery so much. It sounds like a New York Times article that was written about me. Is that true? Were they? Isn't this the one where they quoted? They misquoted your material? Yeah. It was like the most glowing, back yet backhanded yeah. thing ever written about me. It was because like we don't have to talk. We don't have to talk me. about that. It is me. about you, though. That's, so you blanked. How long do you think the blanking was? I'll find out tonight. But I think it was about five or six, seven or eight or ten seconds or three or a minute. <laughs> I wonder if they could tighten that, like cut to an audience shot or something. <laughs> That'd be so weird. And people would be like, I've never seen them cut to an audience shot. <laughs> yeah, that's so weird. I think it's going to be fine. But you know, I obsess. I'm obsessive compulsive. Uh, disorder, and uh, so I'll, I've been assessing about that. But if if I if I watch it tonight and I don't see it at all, uh, and a lot of people, I asked everybody, only two people noticed it, and uh, I'll find something else to worry about. Did you? Um, so you work? You can't use a microphone on that show anymore. And that doesn't bother me either. I know. No? That, yeah, for some reason that doesn't bother me. I, I just and I know it's on Conan now. Some people don't use. Oh, I guess some people do or they don't. You can do whatever you want. Oh, okay, so, but. Yeah, you can do either handheld. You can walk out with a handheld. You yeah, can mic on a stand. Well, I remember years ago there was a show called Comedy Product or something like that. I do remember that. I remember arguing with the guy for hours about he wanted to go no microphone because he thought that was more alternative. But I see the argument about not using a microphone in, in a, on on the talk shows only because they don't look like clubs. And that's. So, I don't think anyone cares. Nobody I don't think, cares. I think if you're on big stage and you walk out with a microphone, they're going to be like, "Oh, the guy's talking into a microphone." Well, like a singer. Yeah. 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 I mean, I'm sure there's a way of a singer. To, I don't know. Maybe there isn't a way. Did you? Are, are you? Were you not comfortable with it when you did it? I just would like to use a microphone. Yeah. I just am more comfortable, I, and I just feel like that's the way I work. You should do a bit where the bit requires a microphone. I know. I think of you know. I thought of going out there with one in my pocket and just pulling out a dummy mic. <laughs> You mean on your last appearance? 
on my last <laughs> TV. Yeah. So are you saying residency? Should I do Resi- a residency? No, yeah. Did what you does ever that not, mean? Even? Forget the word residency. Okay. I mean, have you ever thought of like, oh, I should live in New York? Because you can do more sets here. You know what I'm talking you about. You said that I'm just a, well, um, yeah, I am a stand-up, but it's just a stepping stone to film, which I've never done yet. Yeah. You, you see, you, you have a much better career. You're, you're just, everything that you do is better than what I'm doing. You're in movies. You, you're in, not only are in movies, you're in more than one movie. I am in several movies. You're not, you, in, you're not in a lot of movies, all right. I just said I wasn't. So when you say it again, it's just a matter of, of reinforcing the point. Let's walk. Ask me if I've been in movies. I'm not gonna, yet. You know what I'm going to do? I'm going to bring you around to all my neighbors. I'm going to knock on the door and go, do you reckon this guy from movies? And they'll be like, I don't. I don't. Do you, how do you do during auditions? You do good? I just uh, put myself on tape for an audition. Tom Chalou came over. They, now that's what they'll do that. They'll tape an audition on your own. Like, Are you kidding me? And email it to us. That's crazy. And I could, so, like Tom Shalou, who's my first guest on the podcast, came over with his iPhone and he has a lava leer, he has a microphone because he does a lot of auditions and he filmed me. But I, I don't, I think I'm a bad auditioner. I know that every, everyone says that to give the illusion that they're a great actor, but they're. <laughs> we're, we're having beverages yeah, here. Yeah, point you can hear. This is. Yeah, a, I'm having a whiskey sour. This is a real casual chat show. And Todd's having a. Um, I'm having an Alabama slam or slam. A rum spritzer. The, and then, so why don't you go in? Because you have to, because there's nothing. Well, this was like in L.A. Because nothing's shot this was here. An HB nothing show in is LA. shot here. Everything is yeah, shot that's in back to your in point, LA. right? Yes, everything is in L.A. But you're saying what I should do is put my fantastic career on hold and move here I'm for a while. to work on your stand But where would I live? In New York City. Yeah, but who would pay for it? Like live with you? Room with you? No, no, no. Mm. You have money, right? No, I don't. Really? I'm in debt. Are you? Aren't you done dead at all? That's fantastic. I used to be. Do you own this apartment? No, 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 no. I don't have $10 million. Nobody can. You could never. No one can afford anything nice in New York. I watched right? a million-dollar listing in New York last night. Do you ever watch that? I, I watch... Um, I think I do watch that show. I watch that. Yeah. It's a... Sh- yeah. It makes you feel bad because you don't have a million dollars. Well, none of these are a million dollars. These are like you know $3 million and... Seven million dollars. What can I get for four hundred thousand dollars in a nice condo in New York? Nice condo. Two bedroom, three oh, bedroom. New York City, New York City, Manhattan. <laughs> yeah, two bedroom, three bedroom. Yeah, three bed, yeah, three. Okay, I'll go two bedrooms. You can get a nice three bedroom for four hundred thousand dollars. It's weird though. Our places. There are people listening who think don't realize maybe that we're joking because they have a they live in five uh, bedroom house that cost one hundred seventy five thousand dollars. Uh, well, you could buy a house in in a lot of places. Yeah, in upstate New York. That's what you should do. Get an upstate New York writers retreat house. <laughs> what about something like I live in Woodstock and I just drive in for auditions, baby? Like you live with near Arlo Guthrie or something? I just want to, for the record, say that there's a siren going on. I know. And uh, Todd just said Arlo Guthrie. He didn't mean to say it, I but why shouldn't I point it out? Did I my words? I don't know. I think I said You know what people say all the time? They say Ann Lee Kindler. You cannot yeah. say Ann Lee Kindler. You could miss it. Why? Uh, so why did you, you never thought of just living here and doing stuff? Being a New York comic for a while. Same well, thing. I did that a lot. A lot of, there are a lot of rooms here, and you could really go on stage a lot. And yeah, but are they? But are there great rooms here? Are there great rooms in LA? Uh, the alternative seems great. And I'm, I say, I, I used to think, and this I do think is true, that in the '90s I felt like LA, in terms of the alternative scene, before Luna came in, there was a more going on in LA alternatively. But now I think New York is maybe the best scene in the country. You see, so you think those, but don't you think those those alternative quote unquote alternative rooms? I only use alternative in the sense of uh, 
alternative to a full-time comedy club, not mm-hmm. as a description of... Oh, yeah. I think we all, all of us who are, you know, not like know nothing about comedy agree that alternative never meant anything to define the, the style of comedy. Because I find a lot of really awful, not awful, yeah, I'm going to say awful. Yeah. There's just as much terrible comedy in those rooms. Absolutely. And, it's and, not even wor- and also lazy terrible. Yeah, that's true. Because you'll see, you might see someone in a club who's sort of sleepwalking through it. Mm-hmm. But then you'll see the opposite, where it's just like, I'm trying so hard to show you I'm not sleepwalking through this. Yeah. By, you have to see what I'm doing right now. The, what else? What else? What else? Look at the stool. What else? Well, like, is that a show you're doing? Are you doing it? When, like, when do you ever do a show for people? What, what else? else? Mm, what else? Mm, no, no, not that. No, mm, mm, <laughs> not that. Yeah, I did that. Mm, and, and, then they do, and then they do the same. They give, me, give me 10 more seconds of this guy. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if this is translating to podcast. It does. Everything you do translates. I mean, out, not outside of like 300 people. But those teenager people are into it. No, I think you're absolutely right. Also, I think, but any de- definition you make is always going to be a generalization. Be- but the thing that I do think that I have an, that people like us have an advantage over people who just do alternative rooms is that we've played everything. Like, I wouldn't purposely go and put myself in a terrible situation now, uh, gig wise. Like I wouldn't say going into a gig. This is a one nighter. Oh, I, I hope it's going to be bad because I'll learn something. But I have had all those years of terrible gigs, which I think adds to your strength yeah. as a comedian. Because I think, oh, and also, and I've made this point before, like you did Letterman last night. Those people in the audience at Letterman are people who were at the M&M store two hours before they saw it. <laughs> you know what I mean? They're the people in the comedy clubs. They're not comedy nerds. And you R- killed, probably. Well, the let's, un- just say you killed. let's say I killed. Well, the thing is, though, that I noticed with his with his show is that when he first went to the big theater, I, I felt like he had a lot of crowds that really were the place felt big, and I felt like the crowds were didn't know why they were there. Sometimes now I feel like they do know more why they're there because no, they laugh great. at they're all. Great. Of, but they're I mean, they laugh crowds. at his. The, they're they're used to laughing at his making fun of himself and stuff. So that's why I'm such a huge star on the show. I'm just a big star in general, and people have to know what we're kidding. I'm playing the role of an egomaniac. I was going to ask you. God, I had a point. Now I'm blanking. About alternatives? About yeah. the old... About... No, I think... Oh, yeah. I was, well, I was talking to a guy, an L.A. comic, and he was telling me about this potential road gig he had at a comedy club. So, he said, I don't know if I should, because, I mean, what if I, it's like, what if it's terrible? It's like, well, if you're a good comic, it won't be terrible. Yeah. And not doing it is not the way to know whether it's terrible or not. Right, right. Yeah, yeah. I mean, there are definitely rooms where, like, oh, this has been terrible 50 times in a row. And they let people throw things. Then you go, all right, I don't want to do that room. But to just be right. like, I don't want to go to another city and, and do with none of my friends in the audience. Well, the other part of it is you need you need you you. I mean, not to sound like an old uh, jerk or whatever, but you need well, stage we are, time. We are all jerks. We are all jerks. But we need stage. You need like I feel now. If I took like I met Stephen Wright, and it was so I love him so much. But he, he was so weird because not weird, but I was weird because I, was like, oh, I love you. You know, you're so great. And I didn't say it like that, but he kept saying who. He kept asking me, well, "What's your name?" But I wouldn't. I was like so lost, and I find all oh, my name is uh, is is Andy Killer. But he said that if he doesn't do it for like a month, he didn't say it to me, but I heard it in the pockets. If he doesn't do it for a month sometimes, and then he'll have to show. He'll think he'll. 
it feels weird. And I agree with that. You know, I can feel sometimes weird. But in general, I don't feel like if I take a couple nights off, I'm, I'm going to forget what I'm doing. Yeah, I mean, I've, I've taken very little time off. But there's been times where I've taken a week off or whatever. But, but, but you're on every night? I'm on a lot, a lot of nights, yeah. Yeah. How many nights a week for you? It really depends on what's and going on. see in L.A., it's a pain in the ass. You have to drive everywhere. It is a pain in the ass. Well, I've done some nights. I, I used to make this joke that you can do five sets a night in L.A., but you've got to start in San Diego. Then you drive to Palm Springs and do a set. Uh, it's very hard to do that, but I feel it depends. It's all depending on what's going on. I, w- I would like to get up three or four times a week, but I don't think it comes out that way. But then I'm on the road working. Let's talk about the road. I yeah. love talking about the road on the Talk Guard podcast. Where, where have you been lately? Um, let's see. I played the LOL Comedy Club. In San Antonio? Yeah. How was that? Well, this, I love those. There's such great people who run the room, and they're so cool. But the ceilings are high. It's hard with high ceilings. I don't like high ceilings. High ceilings, I've come to realize now, are difficult for comedy. Oh, I had a great gig in this club I've always wanted to play, Bloomington. Oh, that's a good The place. comedy that's attic. Place. That's a really good place. That was really, really amazing. Audiences are nice. Yeah. The ceilings are low. Perfect. It's, it's a perfect small. room. And it's a beautiful town. Yeah, that's a cool town. Yeah. Yeah, that's a good room. Right. And you had good shows there. I had good shows there. I'm, I'm the first, as you know, I'm the first person. Well, it makes the papers, too, how bad I bomb. <laughs> I don't think you're the first to admit the bomb. It's usually the club booker that's the first to admit it. <laughs> so, that, I'm, going, I'm going to Cap City this month. That's a good place. Yeah. So, I love Acme. Acme's the best. Acme's good in Minneapolis. Yeah. Why don't you... Uh, see, you should be playing... This is what every every conversation that anybody has with me always starts out with, you should be, and why haven't you? But that means they like you. And they just... Yeah, but like whatever happened to me, I've heard that one. No, from a guy I'm in the supermarket. I'm just kidding. I know what happened to you. <laughs> I know what happened to you. Don't talk about well, that. We're not that's talk the only that's, thing. That's we're not going to talk that's about that that's one be thing. be the bonus tracks. Yeah. People, actually, nothing happened to me, so people don't think that we're hiding something. Why don't you do what I occasionally do? Why don't you book venues, like music venues, or little theaters, or little 200-seat theaters, or little improv theaters? Yeah. That's what you should be doing. But you have more, you are like a, are like a go-getter. Oh, you're lazy. <laughs> uh, you did that tour with Marin a while ago. Yeah, we th- right before Marin's whole thing exploded with that podcast, we were all, uh, except for Eugene Merman, who was an up-and-comer, uh, Mark and I were like uh, uh, kind of, not we were at the end of our rope, but we were, it was a weird time period. So the, the tour was called Stand Uppity, Comedy That Makes You Feel Better About Yourself and Superior to Others, which I still love as a name, but doesn't mean anything because the name won't get people in. But... Yeah, I think you're a trailblazer in that way with these, I'm not with a these small rooms. But, but I feel like you you are good. People know who you are. Yes. So why not go to a place, do one night, get the whatever people who like you? In yeah, I'm I'm totally for that. I'm totally for that. Why don't Why am I not doing it? I don't think I don't. I don't know. Every year we're. I, Every year ends up weirdly with me. It's like I don't know what ha- I did, but I'm also busy. I have things, you know, I got things like I get, like I'm, I, I go to a lot of festivals too. Like I was in uh, uh, Moon Tower, which was great. Who did you see there? Oh, me. You saw me there. Remember? I do remember. Man, yeah, now not, you're blanking on you know why, blanking you know, on No, I, I met you. I saw you. I'm going to call you the blanker of Every time I would see you, you were on the street. What are you doing? You're, you're getting something to eat, man. 
So I was being friendly to you, is what you're saying? No, man. I was being acting like a friend who ran into his friend on the street in Austin. I don't see it that way. I see it more like uh, you're in my face. So, uh... I do a lot of festivals. Well, festivals are great, yeah. Yeah, I'm going to Toronto. So the thing is, I'm married, and I love my wife. So I, I don't. I, I try. I like your wife. I, what do you mean? How come you don't love her? I, don't, I thought it'd be rude to say I love her. I do. Love That's her. true. That's true. Uh, so I, she loves you too. So I would like to be. What I'd like to be is on the road two weekends a month, and and then home in L.A. for all the L.A. stuff the rest of the time. So I think it's a pretty good balance, but. Uh, I should do more of the things that you're doing. Well, how many well, night? How many engagements do you have per year? Would you say? Oh, I don't. I don't know how many. I do the road like four months out of year, maybe three months out of year. Well, I always see you, and you do these tours. Like I see yeah, you, you because you go on my on my favorite on, on Sharpling, who's the who's a genius. Yeah, and you go on his show, and I plug my tour. You're so funny on that show. You're so funny, on, and you go on there, and you uh, you know you, you say, oh, man, I'm going to be in. Uh, Tickets are sold out for uh, Shamburg, but you can still climb on to the. Uh, I can't think of any city. Chicago sold out, but plenty of seats for Urbana. Yeah, and you sell out all the time. And you did that. I don't the, sell out. All everybody time. said they loved the the um, the tour you did where it was all crowd work. I don't. Was that hard? Um, it was. It was challenging. It was challenging and not challenging because. It's stronger than your regular material. It is. <laughs> on one hand, no, because it was like, you wake up, you go, I have nothing to prepare today. That's unbelievable. But then you go, oh, but then I still have to do an hour show. Did you record the shows? I, did, I recorded some on my phone, but I just, the idea of like, I mean, because people were like, you should have filmed it. I probably should have filmed it. That might have been but fun. But when you, but once you bring a camera crew, then it's just like, it's, then it it's, defeats the purpose. Then it's a project, and then it's not fun. It's not a fun tour. It's like. Oh, it's all about making this documentary. Did you come up with, with material that I came out that, with nothing? I don't think I came nothing up with that one. lasted past. I don't it? think I think I came up with anything. How about this? Like, you go. You ever you ever do a gig where it's all crowd work and then you come you know you tell an anecdote from there? I could do that, but it was fun. But you should uh, pick some cities. Yeah, Are you gonna help me with that? No, you you've already some, helped me. Do you have someone to book you? You've yeah I do I have my I have Tom uh, Tom and Genio and he's available to book me, <laughs> but the thing I wanted to tell you was that uh, you've been very helpful to me. A lot of people don't think you've been very unsupportive, but you've been very supportive. You're always <laughs> that's, giving me that's leads. The way Andy gives a compliment. No, you've been very supportive. The only thing that you always uh, give me trouble for here's what God always does. What are you doing, man? I'm playing uh, Laughs in Kirkland. That's a club I play. Yeah. Where are you staying? Oh, the hotels. I go. I'm in the courtyard Marriott. Hmm. Mm. Courtyard by Marriott, for the record, is not a bad hotel. It isn't a bad hotel, but you always find You've like seen a the commercial where the guys drinking the apple teeny. Do you have a, you don't have a do you have an endorsement deal with them because you got no. very uh, very dodgy about it? Oh, with Marriott, no, no, no. no. They, but you always, but you don't do you do the thing? They, they stop the thing with the bidding, right? Oh no, Priceline is still. Oh, I thought they stopped the the no, bidding no, part. No, no, no. You don't have to bid, but. You know, have you ever thought of like someone like you or someone like me? I always felt would be great spokespeople for those kind of products. Um, you think I should get an endorsement deal with Marriott? No, no, like Priceline, like you, because you. Well, they already have, is it is it uh, Captain Kirk? Does he do Priceline? Captain, yeah, yeah, yeah. William Shatner does Priceline. But I wanted to do go a go go, go oh, the, go in flight. Yeah, I wanted to do commercials right? for them. Why? Just so you could get it for free. <laughs> that. 
We sound like the lowest I know. Uh, class well, why do you show business to... people. You know, I'll tell you what. If I will do national commercials for you if you let me have free Wi-Fi in the sky. No, because I, I always thought if you believe in a product, it'd be fun to do commercials for them. That's, uh, my, that's my point. That's and right. I could use the money. So you really love GoGo Wireless. I am Andy Kindler. Here be, you want to hear a sample yeah, commercial? Yeah. Hey, how you doing? I'm Andy Kindler. What do I do in the sky? I go online. How do I do it, you don't ask? I go on GoGo. Go, 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 go. Wake me up before you go, go. But then they have to license that. Oh, Wham's okay. Like, here's, no, here's your commercial for GoGo. It's like, hi, I'm Andy Kindler, and uh, I know what you're thinking. What if I think of a great anti-Bill Maher tweet <laughs> when I'm flying from San Francisco to New York? There's no way to put it up, is there? There is with GoGo. <laughs> yeah. Have you ever, are you ever rage-filled on an airplane? How do you do it? What do you handle it? Now you can. You, do you feel like you're on an airplane? Look, I'd love to get online and ruin my career. Now you can. we we'll go, go. Because I've burned a lot of bridges, Todd. You're a guy. I can't imagine how you burn bridges. I don't understand it. publicly trashing people over and over. Well, I did come up with a line that I think is fairly funny. And the line is, uh, here's the line. The line is, uh, when people say, have you hurt your career? What's going to happen at this point? Are the people who are not calling me for work going to not call me more? <laughs> how can I hurt it? Well, when you put it that way. Do you think you've hurt your career? Uh, I think every comedian, and I would—I don't know about you, but I think every person, there's a certain self-sabotage thing when you're under pressure. But I don't think as a, as a behavioral pattern, I sabotage myself. And I feel like uh, um, maybe there's some things I wish I hadn't said, but in, in general, I'm comfortable with that this is the direction I do want to go in. And I think if I went the direction I'm going in halfway, it would come off soft, you know? So, uh, yes, I ruined my career. <laughs> Short answer is yes, yes, absolutely. I fucked up and I blew it. And it's too late to turn around. One thing I will say, you know, you're talking about getting recognized. Uh, I'm not saying that I'm a, a huge star, although I am, but I'm trying to soft sell it. I think that more people recognize me now because they know my full name sometimes. Like they'll say, are you Andy Kindler? That's a good sign, That's Todd. A good sign. That's a good sign. That never happens to you, right? No, you go, no. you look like, are you the guy from the thing? They go, hey, funny guy. Hey, funny guy. Yeah. Or thumbs up. That's good. Just a simple thumbs you, up. But you're, you're a triple threat. I mean, you are excellent. I mean, I might just, look, I know that I can be mean. That mean to you, but like, uh, it's very hard for men uh, to say anything sincere to each other or men and women. It's very hard for you to do. Yes. But you're, uh, you're an excellent actor. No, no, no. No, you really are. You probably no. don't feel that way. But when I watch it, because I'm sure you're the same way with, with that I, I don't know if you're the same way, but I look at myself and go, I, I'm going, I'm looking for a, a point where I don't look real, you know? <laughs> but that's not coming across. When I watch you, like in The Wrestler, sure, I would have done it better. But still, it was excellent. And you were good in that movie where you were a businessman in line in the thing. Oh, man, I, in Wanderlust. Yes. No one else could have done that. <laughs> No, that was funny. No one could have. But you're. But that's a your wise ass, and you boom. You're right there. Do you have how much stuff do you turn down movie wise now? Oh, I I turn down everything. Do you feel? I feel. Do you feel like jealous? I'm not not jealous, but like, why are we not Seth Rogen? (laughs) Why are we not? Don't you think you have a different? You have a different job than Seth Rogen does. What's my job? See, See, I don't think that comedians. I think a lot of comedians, and I'm not saying you. 
feel like I'm a comedian, so I'm entitled to be an actor as well. No, you're right. You're right. Like, no, you're not. Maybe you're a shitty actor. Don't, Maybe you should just be a comedian. No, don't talk about how, if you think I'm a, a shitty actor, Tom. <laughs> no, just tell me. Don't say hypothetically. I've never seen you act, so I can't even change. I'm on Marin. <laughs> you oh, see me on Marin? I did watch you. On Everybody loves Raymond. Hello. I did watch you in the I'm being interviewed for a podcast scene. <laughs> But how about the other that's scene? Fun, that was with, funny, though. With the gym. I'm going with him to the gym. I didn't see that scene. God damn it. I should watch. I need Why don't watch. you watch my stuff more? I've watched everything you're in. Name one thing that I didn't see that you're in. Mr. and Mrs. Smith, you were great. <laughs> I loved you in uh, Fast and Furious 4 as the guy who can't do anything physical. <laughs> Woohoo! All right, we're going to burn out a few more questions. Okay. Then we'll go get a coffee and see if you get recognized. Yeah, because I gotta get I gotta head back to the hotel by eleven thirty. Am I right? Are you serious? Yeah, because I have to check out noon. I didn't do a late checkout. You know, you just call them up and say a late. No, check. no, but I'm Let seeing my parents. No, we're gonna make this interesting for people. And he's like, I gotta I gotta check out at noon. He thinks because the hotel says you have to check out at noon. If you go, hey, can I check out at one? They're gonna whoa. No, no, no. But it's, it's more like I have checkout. a car. The car is arranged. I have to. I would have to push back the car. And I'm going to see my parents. Parents, in Queens, they're they're oh, they're elderly. Your parents have a late checkout also. <laughs> Do they have some sort of rule as to when you get there? <laughs> when are you going to do a another special? I want to see an hour long. Everyone wants to see an hour long Andy Kindler special. I'm doing an, I'm making an album next. You should film with it. AST Records. Oh. And the reason why I want to do it and make an album is it called an album? A I CD? think so. Yeah. Is because. I I think uh, my favorite. Well, I mean, I, oh, your CDs. I have them. Your CDs on my iPod, so they're fantastic. And I love Mitch Hedberg's Mitch Altogether. And I love something about the idea that you can't see the person and you're just listening to it. So um, that's the next thing I'm doing, which should happen in a month or so. So you don't like the idea of doing a special, or you just don't? Oh no, no. I'd like to do a special too. But uh, well, I've done two half hours. And no one's offered me an hour. Have you asked? Um, I don't know if I've asked. I think I have. Who have you asked? Who should I ask? Hi, Comedy, <laughs> so Hi, Comedy Central. Andy Kindler. Well, Comedy Central might be a place to go for a comedy special. <laughs> you could try Discovery Channel, but... Yeah, I should. But I'm excited about the album, though. The other thing I'm excited about, because I have all these comics now, and you probably have this, too. You can get these huge checks. Yeah. Like yeah, thousands yeah, of dollars serious, every serious, three months. Yeah, serious. Sorry. Sound exchange. I was going to tell you that off the off the mic because yeah. it might get a little specific and inside. Inside, right? But yeah, you can make. Yeah, you you could just you could retire on that, right? I, I make this. I shouldn't talk about this. I made nine hundred thousand dollars from. You shouldn't talk about that. Album royalties. Yeah, I didn't make that much. Uh, every that three months. Joke. See, that's one of those things where I said it, where it was just enough, where someone's going to go, "Wow, I can't believe you said you made nine hundred thousand Right, but then they from know. serious radio play. And we don't mean serious like it's serious. No, we I'm mean talking serious. about the company. Yeah. So uh, I would like to do another special, when but I'm so focused. Camera? Well, I haven't even done it yet. I'm going to do it. Uh, Why don't, have you thought of filming it and making it a one-two punch? <laughs> the reason why I don't want to do it is because, uh, you know, I made my own album, a uh, DVD. You know oh, I did that, right? I know. I've never seen it. Get it on Netflix. It's called I Wish I Was Bitter. You know, that's the thing that we didn't do with it. We were very proprietary. My, my, my wife, who is a brilliant photographer, but she won't talk about herself, she shot it. And uh, we made. I, I'm so proud of the DVD. Still available for sale on AndyKiller.com. Yeah, but it's not on Amazon. It's not anywhere. Because my thing is, why should a lot of people see me when three people can see me? Yeah, so, you got to get it on 
Amazon. I will. I'll do that. But the thing about it was that the reason I wanted to go with the album this time was because I felt like it's you have to cut everything together weirdly. It's harder to cut it together. I just want to make this album, edit it, and get it out there, baby. Where are you going to do it? Uh, probably maybe UCBLA. I don't know. I think it's... Uh, there's not a lot of alternative rooms. I'd rather do it. I don't want to do it the improv or the laugh. I don't want to do. I don't even want to go to the laugh factory. Let alone do an album there. Don't you want to be secretly videotaped there, saying something inappropriate? <laughs> yeah, that's. I'm. Not, I, I'm. Not, and I don't care if any. I mean, I mean I'm, I'm. I'm not as. Like I don't think people should be taping your thing, but I'm not like a maniac about it. Like I mean, if I saw someone tape me, I'd say stop taping me. Well, that's, some people would say you're a mania. No, I agree with you. Yeah, but like Chris Rock says he doesn't even want to go to clubs or I don't. You know, what's the what are you worried? About? What's uh, the big worry? Well, well, the big worry is he's a big star. And he's he has a big things star, to worry and about. If someone posts it, yeah, it might true. be seen by 150,000 people, yeah. and it might be a bit he hasn't worked out yet. That part doesn't bother me because no, because you never work your bit. Yeah, right? that's that's my point. When you see the final thing, <laughs> it is no different. You're just like, well, that's. <laughs> So is fun, is fumfering and not completing the joke his thing? <laughs> Andy? Yeah. So you're I didn't realize you were on that tight a deadline. I thought I talked you into the late checkout. Yeah, I screwed up. So you have an album. When do you think your album's coming out? Are you only into the second uh, question? No. My album will be coming out probably late summer is what I'm thinking. How long does it take post-production? I don't know how AST handles it. <laughs> but I'll, be, I'll, I'll get that album. What do you, what's your label? Do you have a label? Comedy Central Records. Mm, Clive Davis at Aris Design. Really, Clive? That'd be good. He discovered me and Whitney Houston on the same day. Do you have? Do you have a? Do you have, how many album deal do you have with them? I don't know. I should find that out. Right? <laughs> what a great businessman! I know, no, it's just, it's a contract, it's like three hundred pages, and you go, yeah, is this good? And they go, yeah, and then you sign it. That's the way you're supposed to do it. Do you have people? Do you have people? I yeah. do have people. Okay. So, but you might make another album with them, right? Yeah. Yeah. Wow, this is this is this is really petering. You know out. what's unbelievable is that you know shouldn't you? Oh, I see. I, I see your angle. You're the guy who interviews. No, Nobody gets inside your head. I just like a chat. Yeah. Oh, no, no. You can ask me questions. No, I'm good. I'm good. What time? This is my This is a question I meant to ask you earlier when I mentioned that we started this at 10 a.m. What time do you wake up in the morning? Well, here's the thing. I would never, under any circumstances, get up this early. I usually get up about uh, if I if I'm left to my if own you get devices. Up, you get up? <laughs> I, I would get up at 11 or noon. How about you? Um. Yeah. Well, not necessarily noon. I if I wake up at noon, I feel a little too late. Yeah. Like all right, I wasted some of the day that I'm going to waste anyway. So, what time do you get up? I'm a 10.30-ish guy. Yeah. And then you write for two hours. I write for seven hours. Yeah. Before I even have yeah, a cup uh, of coffee. I don't feel good unless I put th three or four hours into my various screenplays a day. So I would say my problem is not so much when I get up is when I go to sleep. I have a real problem. You have insomnia. Well, I think people, if you follow my Twitter, when, when am I, if I'm tweeting. That's true. There's sometimes you're tweeting. You're like, wow. All night long. Yeah. yeah. You don't tweet as much as me, right? Not a, I, right? I think I tweet probably more than you do. Well, you've been tweeting longer, but you don't. You don't. You're not as obsessive every four minutes. Hey, really? now I'm. I, at don't, a... I don't think of you as an overtweeter. Okay, good. Thank God. Thank God. On that note, thanks for doing my podcast. Do you think this went well? I've had a great people, time. You think people enjoy listening to it? I hope so. I hope so because um, I am on every. I don't have a podcast because I don't. Uh, I don't. I'm on everybody else's podcast. That's I'm that guy. I gotta get people. I gotta make get people making their debut. 
Ooh. Their podcast debut. You didn't ask me to plug things, though. I was about to. Okay. Let's do your Twitter, at Andy Kindler. Yeah, I like it. Uh, AndyKindler.com. Andy, which is nothing's going on there. There's a mailing list, which even I'm on your mailing list. Oh, how come? Do you, are you have a mailing list, too? I have a mailing list, too, yeah. Do you know I post once every three months? I barely do that. I hate it. I, just, I get so lazy about it. I posted six months ago, but still, six oh. people had to unsubscribe. Well, you know what that is sometimes. What is that? They don't have that address anymore? Right. It fits like an AOL or a Hotmail or something. Oh, okay. Yeah, okay. I see. So it's, how do they unsubscribe, though? Don't you have an unsubscribe link on your I own? do have an unsubscribe. But why would they go out of their way to unsubscribe it? Because they're fucking anal. <laughs> Shitty, yeah. bad people. They're like, I don't want, I don't use this address anymore. <laughs> Facebook drives me. I'm not on Facebook that much. No? Because I, I just Twitter. Yeah, yeah, yeah. How about you? I do it all. I move. Don't you move your tweets over to Facebook? I do now. Yeah. And it makes a lot of sense. <laughs> really, it's, it's life-changing. It is life-changing. And then this summer, I'll be at the Montreal Just for Last Festival giving my speech. Oh, yeah. You give the State of the State Union State of the speech. Industry. And then the album should come out. And uh, that's it. I retire in the fall. And by winter, I will be in real estate. Sounds good, Andy. Let's go. Uh, let's, let's get, get some coffee. All right, man. Thank you, Ty. Thanks, everyone. All right, everyone. That's the show. Follow me on Twitter at Todd Barry. My website, ToddBerry.com. ToddBerryPodcast at gmail.com. What else is there? Oh, Feral Audio helps me with this podcast go to feralaudio.com you can donate to the podcast there you don't have to donate to mine but there are other podcasts to donate I'm extremely wealthy what else is there oh yes I have some upcoming tour dates uh, July 10th through 13th I'll be at Caroline's in New York City I'm going to be at the Just for Laughs in Chicago which is actually before Caroline's I'm doing these out of order, and I don't want to redo this. I'm going to be in Montreal at Just for Last Festival. And I will hopefully be adding some other shows soon. Thanks a lot. This is firefighter Raphael Poirier for Firehouse Subs. Introducing the new spicy Cajun chicken sub, Cajun seasoned grilled chicken breast, zesty cherry peppers, and house-made Cajun mayo. Just $5.55 for a medium. Remember, a portion of every sub you buy helps provide life-saving equipment for first responders. Firehouse Subs. Enjoy more subs. Save more lives. Limited time only, plus tax. Participating locations. Firehouse Subs would donate a minimum of $1 million in 2019 to the Firehouse Subs Public Safety Foundation by donating 0.11% of every purchase.